Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back again with all of our listeners, and it's a real blessing for us to be able to do this each day right here in the program. We're thankful that you're listening to Search the Scriptures. We hope that as you do listen that you have come to realize that the name of the program implies exactly what we do on this program, and that is we dig deep into God's Word. We search the Scriptures for their true meaning, their in-depth meaning. We look at it in a detailed fashion. We want to help you really learn the Bible better. And in the same time as we do that, we want to try to explain it to you in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday life. We hope that's coming across effectively for you. If you ever have any questions about anything you hear us teach or say here on the program, we do encourage you to contact us and let us know, ask questions that might be on your mind. Each day we give you the information by which you can contact us, and we do offer a free Bible study every single program. We send that out across the country, and it's free. We take care of the postage even. We'd love to send that to you if you would like to receive it, and it can really help you get deeper into God's Word and come to a better understanding of what God expects us to do living for Him in this life. So have a pencil or a, pen, or a piece of paper ready, and you can jot down that information as we give it to you a little later on. Good to be with you. We hope that as we study together, you learn more, that your faith in God is growing, and that you're coming closer to God. And that ultimately, if you haven't done so already, that you'll make up your mind to come to him all the way, his way. Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as his son and your savior, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you, and on an ongoing basis. Good to be back today again with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly wonderful to be on the program today with you again, and to invite all of our listeners to pick up your Bible if you're in a position where you can do that. Obviously, if you're driving, we don't want you trying to read at the same time. But if you're able to follow along with your Bible, we certainly encourage that. And, you know, Gary, I appreciate the emphasis you've placed upon trying to explain God's Word in a way that's easy for our listeners to understand, in a way that helps us grasp the meaning of it so that we can make the personal applications in our own lives. Because that is exactly what God wants each one of us to do. You know, He's not communicated His Word to us in a way that's dark and veiled and in a way that's difficult to understand. He communicates his word to us so that we can understand it. We can grasp the meaning of what God is providing for us. We can follow the instructions. We can obey the commands. And we can be saved by obediently doing what God has asked us to do through his word. And again, as you mentioned, we hope all of our listeners, if they've not moved to that point yet, are coming to that point where they do want to respond to God's love by obeying him, by responding to the gospel message, and by faithfully confessing their sins, repenting of those sins, confessing the name of Christ before others, being baptized so that their sins might be forgiven, and starting that new life in Christ, coming out of that watery grave of baptism as a new creation, walking in newness of life. We hope and pray that that will be the case for each one of you. 
thank you for joining us today. You know, Dennis, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm virtually certain you've heard it too, I've certainly heard it through my lifetime, and there may be some people even listening today, although not as likely, because typically people who tune in this kind of a program, they're wanting to learn more from God's Word. Yes. But a lot of people have said over the years, I can't understand the Bible. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that a lot. Well, what we try to do on Search the Scriptures is help you understand the Bible. Exactly. We want to help you learn what the Scriptures really teach. Mm -hmm. And so we go into our studies in a methodical way. Mm -hmm. And we do rely heavily upon the Scriptures themselves. Oh, yeah. And really that's consistent with what God desires as well, Gary. We know from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, that he wants all to come to repentance. He doesn't want to see anyone be lost. But how can you come to repentance if you don't know what you're supposed to repent of? That's right. Or why you're supposed to repent. And mm -hmm. so that's where, as you say, that's where the scriptures really come in. Mm -hmm. They teach us the will of God. They do indeed. And we've got to get into the word, though, in order to come to learn what that will is, what the scriptures really teach us. That's right. Dennis, we're going to get into or further into our study that we've been looking at over the last number of programs, asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? Mm -hmm. Now, in the first section of this particular study, we focused on, are you neglecting your salvation in terms of becoming a Christian to begin with? That's correct. And that's the bottom line. That's, that's where people need to start. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. If we don't come to Christ initially, uh, there's no way that we can experience eternal life. That's right. And so in the very most fundamental manner, that person is neglecting their salvation. Absolutely. I think there are a lot of people, Dennis, who are in the world, and probably this has been generation after generation, pretty much since the beginning, that they go through their life and they they really don't want to they have to think that much about spiritual matters mm -hmm. about their responsibilities toward God mm -hmm. what they need to do with their lives in terms of a relationship with God they just want to kind of go on and do what they want to do mm -hmm. and so they push their spiritual lives for the most part into the background uh, that happens probably more than we would like to think yeah and that's neglecting the most important part of your life. It really is. And so ultimately, that's neglecting your salvation. It is. We need to be diligent to give proper attention to matters that are important to us because as we pointed out in this series, when we neglect something, that very commonly leads to the ruin of whatever it is that we neglect. Yes, it certainly does. You continue to neglect the maintenance on your vehicle that you drive and after a while you can't drive your vehicle anymore that's precisely right you'll just the engine will lock up mm -hmm. maybe the engine will burn up your transmission may go out not not function anymore and on and on right now could you imagine driving down the road and uh you're driving on a set of tires where the the steel 
threads are showing through <laughs> because you've worn the tires out so much. Right, that's certainly neglectful. It is, and after a while, they're just going to burst and you're not going to have any tires to drive on. Right. But that's just one example. You mm -hmm. don't neglect the maintenance on your vehicle if you want to keep driving your vehicle. Mm -hmm. The same thing could be said about your house. Yes. Certainly the same thing could be said about your health. Right. You keep neglecting your health, you may not have health anymore. That can certainly happen, yes. It can, and it yes. does a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, those are matters of this world, and we could talk about neglecting relationships, we could talk about neglecting a marriage relationship, mm -hmm. uh, parent-child relationship, or child-parent relationship, or even a friendship. Sure. And all of those relationships ultimately suffer in the mm -hmm. process of being neglected. Yeah. But those, again, are all part of this world, what we really need to pay attention to is our relationship with God, and that has to do with our salvation. Yeah, that, you know, as we emphasize so often on the program, Gary, that is the most important relationship that any one of us can focus on. It truly is. So Jesus asked the question in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26. In fact, he asked two questions there, didn't he? Well, he did. There we read, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And of course, those are rhetorical questions. Mm -hmm. The answers are understood, aren't they? That is exactly right. And what Jesus is telling his people that are reading these words or that may have been listening to him on this occasion, it doesn't profit at all if you lose your soul. There is no profit to it. No matter how much you gain. Exactly right. Nothing can be actually placed against the value of our eternal soul. And nothing is worth giving exchange for your soul. Not at all. Not at all. Now, how can we get that across? Now, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking a question that is perplexing. How can you get this across to so many people who, again, don't want to think about this. Mm -hmm. They just want to go on living their life right now. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I certainly can't answer that, Gary, but I know the one thing we continue to do through this program is try to make God's word available to as many people as possible. Yes. And that, yes. of course, is in the hope that there will be at least some who respond to it properly. And we have seen that happen. We have. Yes, uh, many times. You know, Dennis, going back to the illustration of, of, say, keeping your vehicle, your car, or your truck, whatever you're driving in proper maintenance, again, I think there are people who don't really want to have to pay much attention to that. Sure. And so they, don't, they do neglect the maintenance of their vehicle and, mm -hmm. and uh, just want to push it aside, do what they want to do, drive it whenever they want to drive it, as far as they want to drive it, as fast as they want to drive it, and so on. And they want it to give them proper service, but then one day, because they have neglected the maintenance, it doesn't drive anymore. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's a shame to see that happen because obviously vehicles are not a little investment. And at that point, all of a sudden, they have to give attention to it, don't they? They do indeed, if they want to keep driving. Yes, yes. Well, 
of far more importance is our soul, our salvation. And so somebody who just keeps pushing it aside into the background of their mind and their life, well, eventually they're going to be faced with eternity. They're going to be faced yes. with physical death and all of a sudden the stark reality of I've been neglecting my salvation my whole life is going to stare them straight uh, square in the face. Yeah, that's right, Gary. And standing before God in judgment is an appointment that every one of us is going to keep, whether we think about it, whether we want it to happen or not. It is something that we will be involved in. Yes, absolutely. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46, Jesus used some illustrations to get across to us the point that he asked in those rhetorical questions in Matthew chapter 16, that nothing is as valuable as our soul. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So the man found a treasure hidden in a field. Right. And he found that treasure to be so valuable that it was worth giving up everything that he had in order to be able to purchase that field and possess that treasure. That's exactly the case. And the merchant who dealt in pearls, obviously, mm -hmm. he found this pearl that was so exquisite mm. that it was worth, again, selling everything else that he had mm -hmm. to be able to buy that one pearl. Yes, that's right. Now, Jesus was not talking really. He wasn't really giving a lesson on treasures hidden in a field or, or mm -hmm. pearls. Right. He's talking about our soul salvation. Absolutely, he was. Nothing compares to the value of our soul. Now, we need to not be careless. We need to not be neglectful when it comes to our spiritual well-being. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and this is the base text that we've been using for this study, what does the Hebrews writer say there? Therefore, we must give the most earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? There is no escape, is no. there? No, none whatsoever. God has sent his son to this earth in human form to bring us the gospel message and to be the Savior, going to the cross, shedding his blood and dying thereon to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Mm -hmm. That price is the redemption price, isn't it? That is exactly the case. Now, if we neglect what God has done for us, if mm -hmm. we neglect the gospel message of salvation, mm -hmm. we're neglecting our soul Oh, and yeah. our salvation. Absolutely. And um, there's nothing else, no other alternative. I oh, mean, there's no. no other hope for us. No. You know, we, 
we speak about it often again on the program that Jesus is the only way to God. He made that clear in John 14, verse 6. Yeah, so when the Hebrews writer says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? The answer is there is no escape. Right. We better not neglect our salvation. No, no, it's, it's something that carries eternal consequences if we choose to do that. We better pay attention and give it proper attention. Yes. Now, as we move on into this study further, we're going to leave, for the most part, that focus on what if you're neglecting your salvation in that you have not yet come to salvation. Mm -hmm. You have not yet come to Jesus. You've not yet surrendered your life to him. You've not, you've not repented your sins and confessed him openly and owned him as your savior. Mm -hmm. You've not surrendered to him by being baptized into him, Romans 6, 3 and Galatians 3, 27, mm -hmm. for the remission of your sins. Yes. Okay, that's, that's fundamental. Absolutely. But let's say somebody does that, Dennis. Right. Can they still neglect their salvation after doing that? They can, Gary, and we're going to look at some ways in which that can occur. Absolutely. Well, so the question again is, are you neglecting your salvation? And as the Hebrews writer puts it there, your great salvation. Yes. That ought to impress us. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is something that's great for us. God gives us the opportunity to have eternal life with him in heaven. That's right. And we all need to be reaching for that with every ounce of energy we have. And there's nothing greater that we could possibly hope for. Not at all. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. When you boil that down, Dennis, the, the Hebrews writer there is, is saying there is a reason, in fact there are a number of reasons why we need to meet with the church on a regular, consistent basis to worship God. That's right. And so in verse 23, he talks about how our being with the church on a regular, consistent basis to worship God benefits us. Oh, yes. In that our, our faith becomes stronger. Indeed. In verse 24, he talks about how our being there with the church encourages other Christians. Right. And they, in turn, encourage us by virtue of our being there together mm -hmm. as the church to worship God. That's right. It's a reciprocal situation. It is. And the answer to both of those needs is in verse 25. Yes, and that is assembling together when the church meets. Yes, not forsaking that assembly. Mm-hmm. You know, Dennis, there are a lot of people who seldom darken a church building's door. Right. Um, they, may, they may say, hey, we need to be there at church services uh, somewhere around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to be there on Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. 
well, those may be good times for you to meet with the church and assemble, but if those are the only couple of times or almost the only couple of times you do so during the year, you're not being what you're supposed to be in worshiping God. That's right. You know, it's interesting, Gary, that as you read through the New Testament, we, we get the example and the information that the early church assembled on the first day of the week. And I think if we checked a calendar, we would find that the first day of the week occurs 52 times a year, sometimes yes. 53 times, depending upon when January 1st happens. Yeah, that surprised me the first time I, I learned that. Mm -hmm. I, many years ago, I was going through the calendar and I, I wait a minute, there's 53 Sundays in this year. How yeah. can that be? There's only 52 weeks in a year. And I even asked one of my friends who was an elder in the church at that time, I said, 53 Sundays, how can there be? He said, well, if the first Sunday falls on the first of the year, the first, on January 1st, you can actually calculate it out. There's going to be 53 Sundays that year. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've seen that happen a another time or two where I've noticed it, you know, over the years. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, we're going through one of those years right now as, as we, as we uh, bring this lesson for the first time. That's right. 53 Sundays. But if whether it's 52 or 53, the point you're making is every first day of the week minimum, we need to be with the church. That's correct. The, again, that's the New Testament standard. Yes, yes. And when we start trying to make excuses for, well, I don't feel like it. I worked all week. I need a day of rest. I, you know, I want to go fishing. Yeah, I'm going to take the kids out camping. What a horrible lesson you're giving your children by leading them to forsake the assembling of the church together. Mm -hmm. And then you're falling into that, that, rather general description, as is the manner of some. Yeah, and it's actually providing an example that's negative rather than positive. Yes, and a and ultimately a potentially very destructive example and lesson for your children. Absolutely. Well, our time is just about up for today, so we're going to have to start, stop and park here, but we're going to explore this further because this is a fundamental way that a huge number of people neglect their salvation. They just think, well, I don't really have to be with the church when the church meets, certainly not on a real frequent basis. Well, that's not what the scriptures say. That's right. Scriptures say exactly the opposite. You do need to be there. That's right. Are you neglecting your salvation? In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us. Write down that information and then do exactly that. Contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD, again, for free. We pay the postage. We mean free when we say free. So contact us right away and begin to potentially change your life for all of eternity. We hope to hear from you right away.